0: Everybody, it is Monday. It is back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com,
1: and I'm your co-host, Scott Reschel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com.
0: And together, we do this each and every day: 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We do our very best to help you guys get your picks ready so we can all head back to the window together, cash those winning tickets. Scott, um, anybody that was here early or maybe watching this, they're going to hear how you did this weekend because I hit record. Before I hit the music, so they got to hear you say how your weekend went. Would you like to reiterate how your weekend went?
1: Yes, I got my ass kicked over the weekend. It was not a fun time. Not a fun time at all. Didn't even really matter what the sport was. UFC video did not work out well. NASCAR definitely did not work out well. It was actually probably the worst NASCAR race I've ever had. Because I also live bet Hamlin, and I also live bet Byron. And that did not work out. So no, not good at all. And, uh, yeah, the Pirates could not score four runs against the Reds. So, yeah, that wasn't a fun time either. Total? I had three and a
0: half. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Is that the game they got to three?
1: Yeah, they had two runs in the first two innings.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. See, and that's just that just shows you how honest we are. <laughs> Cause, cause, I'm honest, you know. Because am
1: so honest, I said at the start the show. He thought he was off. He
0: thought he was off camera, and he has to reiterate it on I was gonna, camera. I was
1: going to repeat it anyway. I mean, you're at, you were going to ask me how did my week go anyway, and I would have given you the same answer. I know, so. I
0: know. Yeah, your your picks are a little too public to go. Yeah, I had a great weekend. Like everybody's yeah. back watching your video. I going. hit
1: everything that was not <laughs> recorded. Like no, that just did not happen. <laughs> like,
0: at all. No. So, so sometimes, and sometimes that happens. You make live plays, you make plays that are, you know, kind of last minute where you get line moves that are, and you don't put them on, you don't put them as part of your, your public package, but that was not the case for you this weekend. As you, you missed everything you put in public and you missed everything you bet in private, huh?
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: That happens. Um, when
1: NASCAR race though, was <laughs> damn Darlington, man. Right. Every car I had crashed everyone.
0: Yeah. And then some of them, they didn't even need help. Like Kyle Larson just spins. What what are you doing, buddy?
1: He spun out. I know we both had Jones. Yep. Who I don't think he wasn't gonna win the race. No. He probably would have. He would have finished top ten. Yeah. He would have cashed our ticket. He crashed. Yep. I had Chastain who crashed in first place, which wasn't a fun time. And then Hamlin was in first. He crashed. And then I had, or he was in first. Then he had some pit issue and whatever. And then Byron, his car fell apart, and. Yeah, Logano bumped him and he spun out. So yeah, not exactly a good time. Plus my matchup, uh Bowen beat Chastain by one. Both cars blew up, but Byron's car blew up after.
0: So, so that, that went the other way? You had the I other? I lost
1: my matchup by one.
0: Well, I did not. I had Larson, so I, yeah. I lost it by a million. Yeah. Lex Steele says, uh, can you can you do a Doc Brown?
1: Uh Marty. Great! I gotta tell you about your kids, Marty. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Rhodes? Where we're going, we don't need roads.
0: Uh, Lex Steele says, "Uh, great Scott, jump and jiggle." Yeah, I can't do it either. That's I, I can do some voices. I
1: can't do uh, I, one point twenty one gigawatts. Yeah, you. So yeah, all right. I can't do it either, but you know, it's a lot of good quotes.
0: Thanks for coming over, Lex. Lex was with us on the last show doing uh, just parlays. How'd that uh, go? Uh, it was fine. It was good. It was it was good. Um, Chris really likes the Dodgers, <laughs> so we got to talk about that game a lot.
1: <laughs> By the way, you see the uh, see that Yankee game?
0: Is it still nothing, nothing?
1: Yeah, I believe uh, somebody might have talked to you off of a potential farm ledge with that game.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. I was, uh, because it was. It was also
1: a 1 p.m. game, so we couldn't have done it anyway. Right. Right. I said off air. And you can he, he he can confirm this. I said the Yankees forgot how to hit again.
0: He said no such thing. And they
1: have enough. no runs against John Gray through, through six innings. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. I, I they liked, forgot how to hit. I, liked, I, I saw it yesterday.
0: I like the Yankees on the run line there for sure. Yeah,
1: they can't hit. I, I watched it. Just, they completely went back to their old selves of not moving runners over, no clutch hits, only relying on home runs. The ten plus runs per game for a week—it was a fugazi. They're back to their old selves. Um, all
0: right. So um, just to, uh, I want to get it all out of the way up top. Because I totally figured out all the promos last time. The Monday show, dude, it's just it's just like it's, it's hard to get back in the groove. So we're going to talk about it here right at the beginning. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Smash that smash that thumbs up. We appreciate the effort. And, of course, subscribe not just to our Winners and Wonders YouTube channel but to the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel as well. If you're looking for more action, I've got a link to my premium plays in the description. Went 3-0 on the premiums yesterday. Despite... Losing the Atlanta Braves-Milwaukee Brewers game, that was a frustrating game as Charlie Morton was just fucking dealing. Like, yep. okay,
1: whatever. I think the Brewers were in the same boat where they had one week where they just hit everything. And it seemed like they might be back to their usual three runs per
0: game. Coming into that game, they led the majors in runs.
1: Yeah. That was, I mean a lot of it was based on the one series against the Reds where they scored about 90 runs, I know. but they I know. were they were cooking for a week and a half it seems like and they just, similar just to the Yankees
0: destroyed right-handers they, as well. Yeah, they've
1: they've fallen just back down to earth, which you know, it comes in waves. You're going to see that with a bunch of teams, even awful teams. How the Reds have scored like 7 runs in each of the last two games. That's yeah. sustainable no.
0: My my first thought on that game was to take the over with with Ashby on the mound cuz Ashby just uh, Decent up.
1: numbers, but historically speaking, not very good.
0: So many walks. He'd he'd yeah. given give up nine walks in nine and two thirds innings, and he yeah. gave up a shit ton yesterday. I think so. I looked
1: up and it was like nine nothing in like the fifth inning. Yeah, it's brutal,
0: it was brutal. Um, so yeah, that was a. But again, yeah, three and zero on the premium. So check those out nice. if if you're interested. And naturally, the only, the
1: only plays I hit over the weekend were a WNBA gambling podcast. I hit the dream at plus two eighty. I had that, and everything fell apart after that.
0: Now, I know this was something that you were roasting on Twitter, was the Thug Rose fight. I had money on her. How did so that...
1: I had money on Rose. It was minus 200. Right. Closed at minus 230. So I beat a line move there, Ooh, right in the trash can. Right in the trash. And it was the worst fight in the history of the sport. Okay. I, I mean, there's really no way around it. Don't hold back. I'm assuming you did not watch it.
0: I did not. Did not.
1: So the fight before it, the Chan or Ferguson fight, one of the best knockouts of all time. Is that the Did kick? Did you see that?
0: I, I, I saw that I, was the kick. I saw the still shot of it. I've seen the That meme. was the kick. Okay. So
1: that was, that was one of the best knockouts of all time. The fight after it was the Gaethje-Olivero, one of the craziest first rounds of all time. So you had great finish, great finish, worst fight of all time. And I am curious how ESPN is going to break it up when they replay the card in like five months. Do you just crop out the 25 minutes of that awful fight? I'm kind of curious what they're going to do. Now, but,
0: Nic- Nicholas Lee is of the opinion that Thug Rose got robbed. Do you agree with that?
1: Robbed is a very strong word for a fighter who did absolutely nothing. Because Rose won round five. I thought she won round one. So I'll give her round one because even though both fighters landed three punches in an entire five-minute period, at least Rose made her face red in the first round with one jab. So I would give Rose round one because she did more damage. Round five, she easily won. In rounds two, three, and four, nobody really did anything, but Esparza went for takedowns. She at least tried to initiate something. Right. Rose just didn't do anything. So, do I think Rose won the fight? Personally, no. I thought she lost three to two. Would it would it have surprised me if Rose got the win? No, because you're the champion and you're supposed to beat the champ. But nobody did anything. You give it to the fighter with more takedown attempts because at least she tried to do something.
0: Magellan Sports agrees with your take that that was the worst worst fight in the history of the sport. So
1: it's it's re- it was in my opinion the worst. You can argue based on hype. It was the Lewis Ningano fight because when you have two knockout uh, specialists and they barely throw punches for 15 minutes, that could be be considered awful. But it was a 15-minute fight. This was 25, and there was nothing happening for about four and a half rounds.
0: Magellan laying out all the alternative nicknames for Thug Rose. (laughs) I think my favorite is his last one. (laughs) Fuck up my parlay, Rose.
1: The worst part of the actual fight, I can't even say was Rose. It was Rose's corner because she has her either husband or fiance or boyfriend in her corner. Doug Rose? No, no, not quite. Pat Berry, actually. Okay. So you got a Rose and a Berry and they're mixed together. But anyway, Mm -hmm. you had some of the dumbest advice where they were telling her the entire time, you're good. You know, you can do whatever you want. She's no threat to you. All's good. And I'm like, you're losing every round. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Like, you're clearly losing. And they just told her, like, you keep doing you. And I'm like, no, you're just an idiot. (laughs) Like, that was the type of performance where even if you're the champion and you have won the belt a couple of times, you should fire the entire coaching staff. Because that was an all-time awful corner advice. All-time.
0: Okay, very good. Hey, uh, don't forget to check out the deal that we got going with our partners over there at Caesars. Eleven hundred dollars bet insurance, your first bet, first deposit. You uh, basically risk free bet. If you got something that you're locked in on, you think this is the time to pounce, put some real money on it. There's a great opportunity to do it risk free. If you win, you you win that bet. You're locked in. You are the man. If you lose it, well, Caesars makes it good it, like it never happened. So make sure you check that out. There is a code there. Oh, ATS wins a Caesar CZR. S W I N S W I A T S W I N C Z R A T S one Caesar. There you go. And the link and the proper code is in the description. What else we got to talk about? Anything? Is that Did I do all the did I do all the promo stuff?
1: Uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, you can rip the Kentucky Derby guide in the garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get back to that in a second. It's I had a- no action on it.
0: Uh, yeah, good for you.
1: So uh, I know most people took a bath because <laughs> you're not going to expect the late-edition 21 horse to win the Kentucky Derby. That's in, not exactly an option.
0: In all, the, in all of the Twitter posts I've seen about this, I've seen one posted winning ticket, and it was somebody who took all on a on a 3 on a 3 on a uh, a trifecta on box on the first torch yeah on the first one yep okay. took 1 through 19 and 20 and plus 21 uh and then wheeled him over um
1: I saw that like, too so we skipped 20
0: there was no 20 20 20 was the reason 21 was in that was oh okay ethereal dreams was bounced okay. so yeah that was a uh, um it was horse 21 even though it came out of the there were only 20 horses running which is just another weird thing and then he had like four horses in second, four, four, four horses in third. It cost him $150 for a 50-cent trifecta wheel. I guess that would be a key, whatever. Yeah. And he, and he hit. So other than that, yeah. And we will talk about that a little bit later. But for now, let's talk about what else happened over the weekend. Let's talk about the people who are happy, the people who are sad, the winners, the whiners, the people that took it in the shorts, and hey. the people that took it to the bank. Uh, you know who you are, and now we're about to share it with the world. It is time once again for the Monday edition as we kick off the week with Call the Cops. All right, very good. Uh, if you had the Suns Mavericks over 214 and a half. Oh, the other way on that one. Hey, they had 124 in the first half. I thought I was toast. You thought you had a winner if you had the over ticket. Guess what? That game landed 212 as they just needed 101 points in the second half. And they did not get there. They got to 98. That ain't gonna do it, kids. If you had the over 214 and a half, call the cops.
1: And if you had the under six and a half in the wild blues game, can I interest you in two empty netters in the final two minutes? And the game landed seven.
0: FML, as the kids say, Scott. And turning the clock back to Saturday, if you had the flame stars under five, five and a half. Ooh, another empty netter. This time with under a second left to play. I think er- it was point one. I think. Oh, Call the cops.
1: Yeah, landed six.
0: And if you had any of the horses recommended in any betting guide you found anywhere on the internet, at any store, any publication, call the cops. You didn't win. Yeah
1: Mm but did you win any bets in the did you do you bet the races before the derby or you're just a one race guy
0: uh no i was just i i like last year i went i went to a a track up in iowa and we bet you know and i bet i bet all the races there uh but this year i just i just we had shit going on all day long had to go to a graduation party had to go to a mother's day thing at my mother-in-law's so
1: congratulations
0: on what
1: the graduation party
0: oh it wasn't for any of my it was for a friend of mine, oh, ours. then I don't care. Okay, yeah, no, my, my kids Michael. are they're all fucking gone, dude. They're all graduated, it's all good. Um, but there was some good news out there. There was uh, some people that uh, had some nice, easy wins. I don't know who you are, but congratulations because uh, you were pretty much spent your weekend kicked back in the rocking chair.
1: Well, the first one is the most consistent money maker in the last I don't know three four years because I believe they're seventeen and zero now. But awful loss. The Lightning money line is kind of free money because they won again against the Maple Leaves. They led three to nothing after the first period and they won seven to three. I believe they're seventeen and zero in their last seventeen awful loss in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they they are fantastic and uh, not... Well,
1: they're not they're not fantastic. They're unbeatable. <laughs> Well, beatable off loss.
0: Well, and uh, and not a uh, and not a small part of, part of that is uh, because of their uh, of their goaltending.
1: Of uh, course, but when you're up three nothing and you score a goal one minute in, it just seemed like they flipped the switch and Toronto just checked it, checked in for the entire night. Yep,
0: absolutely, absolutely correct. Uh, next up on the board, if you had the Rays and the Mariners over seven and a half, under excuse me, under seven and a half. That's right. U stands for under, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, It was tied one-to-one after nine innings. Sure, you could take a bad beat and have something shitty happen in extra innings, but it didn't. Uh, They scored one run, and the game landed three. Congratulations. If you had the under, nice, easy win.
1: And the last one, if you had the Mavericks plus three against the Suns yesterday, or to be honest, if you just had a home team in the NBA the entire weekend, you did really well Mm -hmm. because the Mavericks plus three was never in doubt. Led by twelve at the half, and they won by ten.
0: Let's be honest: if you had a uh, home team any time in the playoffs so far, you've been in pretty good shape. I know Von Tobel has posted those stats. I think they're sixteen and three.
1: I was gonna say round one, you had a couple of road teams win. Like road wins were somewhat common in round one. Round two, there's barely been anything.
0: Yeah, I think I I literally think it's like something like sixteen and three. It was it's an incredible stat. So well,
1: most most. uh let me just think about that for a second. Because most of these series are, have already played three or four games, mm-hmm. so okay. yeah, it kind of checks out.
0: All right, very good. And uh, I'm going to go right in the face of that tonight. I've got the uh, I've got Boston. So okay, <laughs> that's my play of the day. What do you got for? Actually, I,
1: like, I like the under in that game. But yeah, that's sol- mean,
0: that's solid too. I, I, that,
1: was, that was one of the only plays I hit this weekend. I hit the uh, Bucks team total under a uh, 107 and a half and I almost lost cuz it almost went to overtime. Yep. But they yep. missed seven putbacks. Yep. So it yep. got home. Brutal.
0: All right, Scott. Well, we got to talk about this and uh we did touch on it a little bit, but we ain't really have to uh we really have to mention this because there was just one and I'm not sure this isn't uh I'm not sure this isn't uh, not only of the day, but perhaps of the year. Hey, let's find out who could it be? Who could it be now? get ready to let's get ready to blow our favorite music drop and learn today's gambling hero of the day trying to talk to my family about getting that music played whenever i walk into a room nice (laughs) it's it's not going well let's just be your alarm clock (laughs) time to get up and face my kingdom So we touched on it a little bit, Scott. If you had Rich Strike to win the Kentucky Derby. Number 21. Number 21 in a field of 20 horses. uh, Congratulations. You had a nice payday. He went off at about 80-1, to and that's to win... I was going I was trying to find the. Uh, I was trying to find the prices here for the. Uh...
1: I think it was a ten cent superfecta for one hundred and thirty seven grand. Uh no,
0: the dollar like 20, the, the dollar $20. superfecta paid three twenty one. Three hundred twenty one thousand. Three hundred twenty one thousand. That's right, Scott. A uh, quick reminder to everybody: I, I will be talking about this until the day I die. I dominated the Kentucky Derby last year. I had the top four horses. I did not bet the superfecta, but I had them called on a, on the radio show and I hit the trifecta, hit the exacta. I had uh, bet across the board on two of the top 3 horses. I just I fucking cleaned up. And what did we learn? I picked the wrong year to do that, Scott, because this would have been the year to do it as Rich Strike p- paid 16360 to win, 7420 to place, 2940 to show. So that gets you uh, about $247 if you'd have just bet $2 across the board. But it gets better if you've got the $2 exacta like I had last year $4,100. Dollar trifecta, fourteen dollars Dollar superfecta with simplification thrown in there. A horse that I was actually on, I did have that. I did have simplification that paid $321,500 on a dollar. On a dollar, Scott.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Horse racing is a place where you lose a lot of money, but all it takes is one.
0: It, well, it takes one like that, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was a, that was a fantastic race. The truth
1: is that if you actually picked, if you were a lunatic that actually had Ridge Strike winning, then your your Exacta and your Try were probably going to be in decent shape anyway, because the two favorites finished second and third.
0: Yeah, can you imagine? If you sneak in like a 10-to-1 or a a 10-to-1 in there. Right. Yeah, It would have been a half a million dollars probably.
1: you went from longest shot, uh, favorite, second favorite. So if you actually had Rich Strike winning, which of course was impossible, but if you had that, the rest of your try was probably easy. Can I say that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost had to be an all box. Yeah, pretty much. On on top.
1: Well, you were going to have to box that. There's no way you're going to only take Rich Strike to win with it. I just don't see that happening.
0: Hey, Rangers got a hit, Scott.
1: They did. Okay. So uh, Truth is, people were talking about Cortez with a no-hitter. He's also at 103 pitches. There's no way they would have kept him in anyway. So, good run. Yankees can't score anyway. So, there you go.
0: All right. Very good. Um, Yeah, win, place, and show. If only would have boxed him. Yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. Uh the only, one, the only one moving forward was the winner. All horses were holding on.
1: It felt that way. I mean, Strike came from the back. The seas parted, and he just hit the burners.
0: Well, I thought it was a great— I thought it was the, the, one of the best rides I've ever seen by a taxi. Oh, no, it
1: was. I'm just saying, based on how he timed it. Yes. He re, it seemed like all the horse in front of him just split. Yep. And then he just immediately went through.
0: Well, you had the one—he got to the rail. He got to the rail late, was yeah. accelerating, and then you had that horse drop back. Mm-hmm. Which gave him a shot to go back to the outside and come up, and then go back to the inside, and then come up, come up the stretch. And they called him, I read about him, and uh, they called him a deep closer, and that is a, a very apt description.
1: Yeah, it was Mariano. I
0: also I also saw a great tweet, and I don't have any proof this is true at all. It was just a funny tweet that said, uh, "Rich Strike," uh, said Snoop Dogg has a better chance of passing a drug test than Rich Strike. So. Okay. Again, I'm not making any accusations. I'm just pointing out that was a very t- funny tweet.
1: Um, now, this might seem like a bad question, but I do have to ask. Since he was that big of a long shot to win the Kentucky, what are his odds in the Preakness? Because you had no uh, Baffert horses.
0: Right. Well, you did. They just they were transferred. You had Baffert horses that just weren't trained by Baffert.
1: They weren't fully prepped.
0: Right, by Baffert. So we'll,
1: we'll, we'll say that. So the point is, is that you have that big of a long shot. I'm assuming there was an over adjustment, right?
0: Uh, or is, there, or is we'll the horse
1: just great. And nobody knew. Well,
0: it's gonna it's gonna depend on who 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 runs. Who's who skips yeah. it? If you've got you know if you got a lot of the same favorites, I can't imagine him being much better than I don't know eight to one? to one. Yeah, okay, maybe.
1: It, once again, it depends on how many horses actually go. But you're also going to get horses, maybe Baffords that were not allowed, right in the uh, Kentucky, and now they're going to be able to go through Messier was a Bob horse, but I thought he wasn't able to fully train the horse.
0: Uh, He was not. No, no. So if
1: you throw Messier back out there with Bafford actually around, does that make a difference? I don't know.
0: He, he had to transfer him to Tim, uh, whatever the guy's name was. Whatever the hell.
1: James Timberl- S. What did we, Tim roll horse racing?
0: What did we miss? Did James S. Ask us a good question. Just what the hell Scott? I have no idea. Sounds like my wife.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you want to talk about how I did over the weekend, I agree. You know, it's fine.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, that horse will be fifteen to one, says Magellan Sports.
1: See, I don't know if he means the horse that just won Rich Strike, or he means Messi. I
0: think he means Rich Strike. That'd be that'd be my. Guess.
1: I'm assuming so. Money money's going to pour in, on him anyway. Yeah, because people who know nothing about horse racing want to bet the Triple Crown anyway. So you know that the most bet horse is going to be Rich Strike. So no matter what the opening line is, I'm assuming he's going to close close to five to one, five to one, four to one, whatever, because all the random college kids who show up for the preness are gonna all bet on rich strike
0: yeah yeah you're you're probably right buddy well, um
1: that was probably the most underrated part of the Belmont every year which I'm going to again this year a lot of college kids like a bunch of college kids who go to the who go to the actual event itself
0: can you can you bet at 18 on the horse track I believe so okay
1: But there's a lot, a lot of, like, you can tell, like, oh, these guys are like sophomores. Like, there's a lot of them going around. It's a a much younger crowd than what you would expect. But
0: is it really affecting the pool when they're just betting $2 across the board?
1: I don't know how much they are betting. Some of them got trust funds.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah.
1: But I, I really don't know. But I'm not sure if it fully matters. But when you see that many, and there's a lot. There's a lot of money that's going to come in on Rich Strike.
0: Yeah, Magellan talking about in the Paramutual will definitely be below ten to one. Yeah. at close and that's the... which
1: once again goes back to my point I said before the race whether you actually win or lose, try to find some fixed odds because for the main three you will find books with fixed odds, and of course sometimes it can go up. But usually, honestly, usually if the odds go up, the horse is probably going to lose anyway. At least in my experience. Right. So I feel like if you're going to go for a horse like that, like Rich Strike. Bet him now because whatever odds are available, the pair of mutual is going to kill those odds.
0: Yeah, I had, uh, I had, uh, Messier locked in at a, uh, at a, at a pretty good price, but it, uh, what was he
1: eight to one and he closed at like five?
0: Yeah, I had, I had him at, uh, I had him at plus 650.
1: Okay. But he was, he opened at like eight. Yeah. So and,
0: go. uh, I also had, uh, I think I had Epicenter at plus 400, which was a little bit of value from what he, I think he went off at 350 or I think was 350 so. when yeah. He closed. Yeah. yeah. So we got a little value there, but yeah, it didn't really matter. Uh, the track don't care how old you are <laughs> as long as you have the money to take in your action. Boy, that's no all shit.
1: I'm saying is I don't know how old most of those people are, but there's a lot of colored water bottles in the parking lot. That's all I'm saying. Colored,
0: saying. colored water bottles?
1: Because they put alcohol in the water bottles and they're chugging in the parking lot.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. Uh good times. You're not going to be times. you're not going to be drinking, are you?
1: At the Belmont, of course I'm going to be drinking. Yeah, oh. of course. Okay. Come on. Right. I mean each beer in there is like 10 bucks. They give you a small can. Like it's a sealable can, but it's like 10, 12 bucks a piece, but yeah, I'm going to go with some friends. We'll probably use the water bottle method or something and uh yeah, we'll have a good time.
0: You uh you're not going to you're going to come to KC this weekend to see the NASCAR race?
1: Uh the uh, I'll come if you help me move my stuff.
0: We'll bring it with you. Yeah, okay. I'll bring your stuff with you. Are you going to the NASCAR race? I don't know, man. I'm going to three concerts this week, and nice. uh, I may not be able to. Uh, I may not be Cover able. Cover to... bands or no? I'm going to see uh, I'm going to see a, a red dirt country band named uh, Reckless Kelly on Wednesday okay. night, and then I'm going to go see a stringed quartet at the okay. at the Opera House in Kansas City play the music of Queen, which I think will be fun on Friday. Interesting. Okay. And Then I'm going to go see Thoroughgood on Saturday night, George Thoroughgood. Bad to the bone. do 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 do. do. Yeah, we got the uh, we got some killer tickets for that. So. I didn't know he was still torn. I didn't either, bud. Got to be honest with you, but he is, and uh, it's probably the probably the guy my wife and I have seen him the most together. Probably seen him four or five times, so it'll be fun. But then, so the yeah, end, then the race is Sunday, and I'm uh, I'm not so sure that uh, I'm not going to be a little tuckered out to go out and fight that. Cause you know, that's a whole day thing. You know, you fucking, you, you, park eight miles away and then you, you walk in and you party, you show up,
1: you stand, you wait for each band in between sets to show up and get ready. No, I'm at the race. I'm kind of... at the, uh, race, oh, I but... thought you meant the concert. No, no. Oh, con-
0: concerts will be fine. Plus okay, just... we'll, pro- we'll probably have, uh, I'll, I'm going to take advantage of all the rides I gave my kids. So whenever my wife, I go anywhere where we might drink, we always make one of the kids fucking drive us, and pick us up. Nice. Because designated drivers. Yes. Yes, that's the way it works, bud. I'm way too old to get a DUI. Wait, I'm way too pretty to go you're to the way too
1: old, and you're not the general manager of the Mets.
0: No, very true. Very, very true. That
1: doesn't work out. Jim's saying that Badford will not be at any of the triple crown races, first of all. Yeah, I hey know. Jim, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Uh, I didn't, I was not aware he was not available to go to all three. I was pretty sure he was not able to go to the Preakness 2. I thought maybe the Belmont, maybe.
0: You want to show you want to show, show Jim what you got in the mail today?
1: I did. I got a uh, new headphones <laughs> in the mail today. So it was, it was actually weird, It was supposed to show up Wednesday and Amazon sent me an email saying it's coming early. I'm like, do I'm going to tip you or something? Like, th- thanks. Like, all right, thanks. Cool, whatever. So it came early and thanks, Jeff. I have to get it all, you know, ready to go.
0: Thanks Jeff. Uh, speaking of coming in the mail, I don't think I told you this, uh, you know, Bronco devil that's in the comment section.
1: Yeah. He sent me a Royals hat,
0: like a nice. bra- brand new 47, like a beautiful hat but there was no card or anything that it was attached to where I knew where it came from. So it just randomly showed up like Wednesday last week. And I was like,
1: so how do you know it was from him?
0: He told me, he said it in the comment. Oh, okay. He finally put it in the comments. It he goes, Hey, I'm surprised you haven't worn my hat yet. I'm like, fuck, I didn't know you. I didn't know that was you. I was a little worried about the, I was a little worried about who, where that hat came from. So uh, that, that's,
1: that's the one mistake you got to make, whether you're committing a crime or whether you're actually giving a gift, you got to leave a calling card.
0: You, either way, he gives like some kind of signature move or something. Mm-hmm. So again, I uh, I said it on the last show, but I will say it this time. Thanks very much, Bronco Devil, for uh, for sending me a hat. And I noticed Scott. The other difference between you and Chris, because I told Chris this story on the last show, and Chris said, "How do you find your address?" And you, being twenty three years old, twenty four years old, you did not ask that question because you knew.
1: It's on the internet. It's
0: on the internet. Exactly there were, right. There were
1: a couple of times, uh, I think last year, I think it might have been during college football season. Somebody messaged me like to roast my picks on LinkedIn, of all places. Nice. And I'm just like, I mean, my resume's on there. So if you really wanted to dig, you can find anything on the internet if you really dig hard enough. Yeah. Plus, I'm assuming that you probably have had a conversation with him or something in the past, or at least he's a trustworthy guy. Yeah, so yeah. You're not exactly worried about it. Right. But in today's day and age, you can really find anything you want on the internet for better or worse.
0: That's what I was worried when I get on like a losing streak or something. I was at the fucking check out my window because yeah. the next thing that gets sent to me may not be a hat. So uh, Jim says a lot of young fans bet on the Preakness as well. Yeah. Drunk, drunk City. Yes, drunk. it is. You're going to wear that hat for Bet the Farm? Um, no, I, I don't want to show Richelle up.
1: I don't think I'm going to wear the farm hat to the Derby, though so oh that'd be
0: that'd be fantastic be a
1: mood and a half you know my friend actually my roommate wants to go for i don't know some bs fedora so we'll see what we got so we'll we'll figure something out i'll wear some type of blazer the usual you're gonna wear a blazer i wear blazers to the to the belmont no shit i do look at you
0: getting all all dolled
1: up it's also like 85 degrees, so it's kind of mixed opinions. Oh yeah, whatever. I don't oh. wear a tie, but I'll <laughs> I'm not an wear animal. a blazer and a whatever. Oh,
0: fat man in a blazer? That ain't happening. I'm not doing it. No, no, sorry. Uh, but you, good for you going for style.
1: Thank you. i'm, I'm Do my best.
0: I'm built for comfort, not for. If speed. I'm going to lose
1: my money, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it looking fashionably comfortable.
0: There you go. uh You can you talk to any women at the at the uh, those races? You got a little uh, single women wearing their fancy hats?
1: Uh, something like that. It's usually pretty clicky, to be honest, because most of the people that are my age, so to speak, are usually with either sorority sisters yeah. or fraternity people, and gotta, they have a whole on like crew.
0: Got to pick them off, buddy. Got to pick them. I off. know you got to
1: pick them off. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> All right, very good. So let's talk about tonight. What do you got? Uh, let's start off in the. Uh, I don't know. start off in the NBA. We got a, a couple games. We touched. We touched on one of them. You like the under in the Boston Milwaukee game. Hard. I don't like the
1: over in the Boston Milwaukee Can't game. Play. I mean, no, it's a like, war to 100 every game.
0: Well, and I talked, I talked about this in the last show. I mean, I, you know, it wouldn't stun me if they went for 220 because you know both of the teams are, you know, certainly capable offensively. But both of these defenses have just been rock solid. Milwaukee, every game in the playoffs has gone under so far. So I'm not, I'm not getting in front of that. This, is, both of these teams are giving up less than 100 points a game. So even if one of them breaks through for uh, 110. Zero. We already
1: saw that because one team break through for like 100 and the other team scored 80, 80-something points.
0: Right, I mean, right.
1: So I, I like the under there. If you want to go for a bit of a long shot play on that game, if you want to go really, really nuts, I don't mind overtime. Okay. Overtime is around 13-1. to one. Okay. I don't mind that. Yeah, it's I It's basically a pick and these teams are pretty close.
0: I think if they play that game 14 times, it goes to overtime more than once
1: and you've already seen 3 that have not gone to overtime even though game 3 I don't want to say should have went to overtime but you get two put back layup attempts there you can make an argument it should have went to overtime.
0: sure absolutely uh Nicholas Lee also a fan of getting this just do a uh, a light dress shirt uh like a white and a black blazer and uh some black dress shoes even a black That's pretty much what I go black with. belt yeah. The, the door
1: optional, but I, I go with the shades, and yeah, I'm ready to go.
0: The hottest outfit out there, yeah, literally.
1: Yeah, literally, because so. it's 85 degrees, and I'm in a black blazer.
0: Uh, very good, very good. Yeah. And uh, you got a feeling on the side in this game?
1: Uh, I am going to go with Boston in this one. Okay. At the end of the day, it was really a difficult game to fully evaluate, because Giannis had 40 points, but Milwaukee only scored 101 or 103, I mean. And you can make an argument that there should have been a lot more offensive foul calls on Giannis down the stretch. Right. But the Celtics attempted, like, the final 17 free throws of the game. So I don't know what to fully make of the situation. Because it seemed like Boston was getting a bunch of calls at the end of the game that I don't know if they deserved. Mostly Jalen Brown. and But realistically, do I expect Tatum to go 4 for 19 again? No. Do I think Drew Holiday is going to stink again? Potentially. But if you can somewhat contain Giannis and hold him to 35, you keep everyone else in check, and Tatum just does not shoot awful, awful, you should win the game.
0: Now, are you kind of in in the same camp that I am that sometimes this Milwaukee offense looks a little stagnant without Middleton?
1: Oh, no, it just is stagnant. Okay. (laughs) It just is. You can look at the entire fourth quarter. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Now, of course, Giannis had a couple of – I'm trying to think of the right player. Jamal Lewis moves? where he just trucked the defender and then ended up hitting a layup. Drew Holiday had that floater at the end, which I thought he clearly pushed off on Smart, and then he had a a floater on the loose ball. But for the most part, Milwaukee down the stretch relied on a bunch of contested shots from Holiday and Connaughton, and none of them went in. So do I like their offense overall? Not really. If Middleton was playing in this series, Milwaukee would probably win in six. But the half-court offense, with Holiday being the main option when you double-team Giannis, not a very good second option.
0: Uh, Jim asking about Tampa Bay-LA Angels tonight, buddy. Uh, Angels minus 137.5 is the number. Syndergaard goes for the Halos against uh, the youngster, um, Jeff Springs, for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Jeffrey, don't call me Jeff, uh, Springs. mm mm-hmm. You a fan here? You think you're getting a good price on the Angels at minus 130?
1: I do not. Okay. Uh, I think that you're getting a better price on the Rays. Uh, The Rays were doing well over the weekend. They won a bunch in a row. They ended up losing yesterday to the Mariners on a walk-off. But for me, the Rays just find ways to manufacture games. And we saw the same thing happen when they were against Gilbert the other night. All you have to do is hang around. They're going to throw in a bunch of random openers and random pitchers you don't really know, and you know that at, over a nine-inning period, they will get to the bullpen, the bullpen will, will really stop the bleeding, and they'll find a way to win games. And this seems like a game where the Angels, if you want to bet, take the first five, and then as soon as Syndergaard comes out of the game, I expect the Angels' bullpen to implode.
0: Well, they're not good. They're They're, they're not good. The good news is they're better than they were last year.
1: That counts for something.
0: They're three four eight overall, but they've been bad at home, giving up a full. Do you want run to lay one
1: thirty five against the Rays? I think if you're going to do it, take the first five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that would be the play. Get involved with the starters and not the bullpen for sure. Uh this is a Rays team that, uh, you know, like you said, they've been playing pretty good baseball, one six of their last seven. Uh, Angels won four of their last five. They've been playing good as well. Actually they have a better record than the Rays by half a game.
1: That's That was actually one thing I did well on. I swept the Clark plays over the weekend. Oh, very good.
0: Uh there you go. Uh, Just, just a bankroll says the uh, zigzag theory, Uh, Boston max bet tonight. Mm, Been a lot of zigzag theory going on in these playoffs, both hockey and, uh, and the NBA See,
1: zigzag usually involves the home team. So the point is, is that if you have two games in one place and two games in the other, isn't zigzag usually the first two games and the second two games, then as soon as they alternate one, 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 I
0: thought it was alternating all the way through. Is it? I thought so, but I... I I, I
1: always thought the zigzag was based on teams that lost on the road that are now playing at home.
0: Well, I got to tell you, the zigzag I'm mostly uh, uh, familiar with comes in an orange package, so... uh... Not
1: the way that I zigzag. (laughs) But, I I mean, the way that I see it is Boston played as badly as you could, and they were still in it. They were getting buried, and they ended up coming back and almost winning the game. Are they going to win this game? I think it's very close, and that's why I think overtime at 13-1... to is not a bad long shot so to speak but if Tatum even goes 5 for 19 they win the game so yeah i'll, I'll go with Boston
0: uh, I'm just trying to read the uh the zigzag theory here all right so the zigzag theory kind of is dependent on like if the if the home team is get upset in the first game uh, they're yeah. they're a lock for the second game, it's, but it usually
1: re- revolves around the home team.
0: Uh, yeah, when they yeah. and but when the higher seed, so it's kind of both. When the higher seeded team leans the series two nothing, it must go on the road. Perfect spot to beat the best the lower seeded team. So it really, we're really kind of both right. It, it depending on how the outcome goes. If the if that's the, the home team, if the visiting team wins the first game, it's going to go every other game. Mm-hmm. If the okay. if, if the home team wins the first two, then it goes series by series. So.
1: And the home team won game one of this series, right? Yes. I rest my case. Uh,
0: When Calvin Griffith owned the Twins, bought a case of beer, poured it in a round cooler, walked away, right? Uh, No problems. Uh, Okay. Uh, Tatum over over under five and a half rebounds, plus 110.
1: I'll tell you the one player I was looking at for rebounds, and I feel like it's an obvious choice. It's got to be Al Horford, right? I mean, Horford's been great.
0: He's been fantastic. He was, he...
1: And I believe he had 15 rebounds last game.
0: Yep, he did. I
1: find it a pretty weird situation for Robert Williams, who, of course, was the main center for this team. But he really has not seen the floor that much in this series. He's been there on occasion. Right. But to go through, like, the last couple of games, I mean, he had 16 rebounds in 39 minutes. He's the main Giannis defender. And you go through the games here, he's had a double-double in every game. So if you want to go for like an Al Horford double double or something, I think it's a decent price.
0: I agree. Um, as far as the as far as Tatum rebounds go, how do you feel about that?
1: Uh, let me just get back to that in a second. Like for example, Horford rebounds tonight are roughly eight and a half. Okay, that's too low. I mean, you're walking into double doubles in each of the first three games. Like that should be higher. As for Tatum at five and a half at plus money, I don't hate it. But once again, it depends on how much Williams is going to play. You have horford out there. Tatum has really not been great rebounding in the series. He had six in game one yep. he had three in game two and then one in game three yeah he's and on- he played he played forty one minutes
0: he's only gone over he's only gone over five and a half and i was looking to looking to see here is it just one time yeah he's he's only he's gone over five and a half twice in seven games
1: if you have a one rebound in 41 minutes i'm not taking the over in your rebounds the next game
0: no i gotta play the under there
1: i'm leaning under i would not touch it but i would lean the under
0: okay very good and in the uh memphis golden state teams 10 too many to lay we all right with 10
1: i'm sorry can you repeat that what about 10 Me-
0: memphis golden state memphis golden state laying 10 you're right with 10
1: are they better without Jaw?
0: Well, that's the thing. Are we
1: opening up this conversation again? Well,
0: it is, and it's a conversation that we need to have, and we had it in, in the last hour. But they were twenty and five in the regular season without Jaw, but they've been terrible in the playoffs without Jaw. So, which which Memphis team shows up here, Bud?
1: Golden State's not going to shoot that well again. They shot like hell ninety percent from the floor in the <laughs> entire game. They couldn't miss a shot the entire game. <laughs>
0: There's a bold prediction.
1: They scored one hundred and forty-two points. Kind of, like, that's not, fu- not going to happen again. Kind
0: of fuck the farm, didn't it?
1: It did. It really, really did. But the point is, is that I do think they'll come back down to earth. You have Brooks back in the lineup. So if Jaw's out, I actually don't mind a Dylan Brooks over in points. Not because he's any good, but because he'll never stop shooting. Right. So and Bain is still a little bit banged up. So if you're looking for who might embrace a bigger offensive role, it would be Brooks. So if you want to go for a player prop, I wouldn't mind him. Yeah, As I, for the actual spread itself, if you want an underdog play, I like the Grizzlies' first quarter. Okay. A little bit of Ewing theory mixed with Golden State being terrible in the first quarter of the entire playoffs. It's around 2-1. to one. I don't hate it.
0: Okay. Just so just play the money line of plus 200, you're saying.
1: For the first quarter. Right, I think right. you can make an argument that Memphis without Ja might come out with a purpose, you know, we'll win this one for our fallen teammate, Whatever. And Golden State's gone off to some really bad starts.
0: Yeah, you're right. They have uh, they played with their food a little bit there in the first quarter. Uh, somebody's talking about John may come back tonight, uh, and yeah, he's still listed officially as doubtful. So, now what do you think about? I, I don't think he's
1: going to play. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I agree. Um... Oh, you were gonna ask? Do I think it was a dirty play? Yeah, I do not. Uh, I think I think that it, everything looks dirtier in slow motion. Do I think that Poole had the presence of mind while the ball was loose to grab the guy's kneecap? No. I think he reached for the ball. He didn't get it. He pushed his hand back, and it just so happened to hit his knee.
0: Yeah, I It agree. didn't look
1: that bad to me. Plus, if somebody yanks on your knee, has anyone ever gotten injured that way? Because I've never seen somebody yank a kneecap off.
0: Mm, takes a pretty special shot to do that.
1: I'm saying it did not look like Jordan Poole used enough torque to intentionally rip off his ACL. I think it was an accident. I think he aggravated it even worse on that Klay Thompson, uh, you know, contested three where he kind of banged the knees at the end. Yeah. So did I think it was intentional? No. I think that Jaw handled it terribly when he basically accused Poole of being a dirty player right. and then deleted the tweet because he realized he sounded like an idiot. But do I think it was intentional? No. I think in slow motion it looked bad, but in live time – the puck was loose. He, uh, not the puck. The, the ball was loose. He made a play 40 missed. Yep. Agreed. Uh, do, Nickla- you a, do you think he's a dirty player? I, Poole, I don't think he's ever had a, a dirty no. play in his career. Up to no. That
0: point. Uh, Nicholas Lee says the Memphis could come out tough because of that injury. Um, made me a little yeah. sal- salty. You agree with That's that? That's
1: what I think. For the first quarter, they might be a little bit motivated. Over 48, I assume Golden State's going to win. Right. But for 12, I don't mind it.
0: Jim wants to know what your thoughts on are on uh, Barry Triat being fired.
1: Uh, My thoughts, he's a great coach. He's a Hall of Famer. Now, do I think the Islanders should have fired him? Uh, No, because I think Trotz is the best coach that they've had since uh, Arbor. (laughs) I mean, he's an all-time great coach. I also don't know why they got rid of Lamarillo, because he was a very, very good GM. But Lamarillo is also old. They came out of retirement from the Devils from like a decade prior. So I guess he just had better things to do. Right. But... I, I don't know. It it, it seems to me – oh, sorry. Uh, Lemarillo kept his job. They got rid of Trots. So, I guess they just thought that his voice got a little bit tiresome. But would I have fired him? Absolutely not. Okay. It's his fault that half the team got COVID to start the year and you started your season with 14 straight games on the road? Like, no. This team made the Eastern Conference Finals two of the last three years. Yeah, I would right. not have fired him. And whichever team gets him is going to get a hell of a head coach. I have nothing bad to say about Trotz. He's a tremendous hockey coach.
0: Okay, all right, very solid. Um, give me one favorite. Give me your one favorite uh, baseball or hockey play from tonight, and then we'll get rolling on our farm.
1: But we'll go through hockey. I had a play of the day on the over in the Rangers and Penguins game at six. I mean, six for a push with, with those offenses. Yeah, I mean, you've really seen a bunch of high scoring games in that series. So I do like the over. Not to mention the overtime draw and whatever the hell the empty net shenanigans are in the final three minutes of these playoff games. I'm not taking an under in that series. But as for the other games here, I think, I think Colorado sweeps. It's a very interesting situation because the starting goalie for the Avalanche had that really fluky injury. So Kemper might not be playing. They might be using Frank who's okay. And I'm not sure if Saros is back. I don't believe he's back. So you're probably looking at um, Ingram again. Do you think they're getting swept? Because I don't know what Nashville can do. They're just outmatched at every single position.
0: Um, I love looking at a live play here because I think if they get down 2 nothing after the first period, I would load up all kinds of alternative lines. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think my favorite lines. play in that game, Ingram is in net. Yes. I would take the over and saves. I cash yeah. the over and saves for game two. I would just do it again. Even giving up seven goals in the last game. A couple empty netters, but you get the idea. He still went over. Look at the actual shots on goal for Colorado in every game of that series. They're pushing like 40. Mm-hmm. They get a bunch of shots on net. And if Saros is injured, they're not going to bring Riddich in off the bench. He gave up five goals and like 13 shots in game one. So it's going to be Ingram's game. Even if he's awful, as long as he doesn't give up four goals in the first period, he should be able to hang in there. I don't mind the over and saves.
0: Uh, Rangers money line and over five and a half boosted to plus 390.
1: It's a game the Rangers need to have. Now, my question for you is, Tristurkin won, is going to win the Vezina. He was the best goal in the regular season. Now, he got pulled in the last game because he gave up four goals on 15 shots in the first period. Do you think he starts this game? Yes. And do you think that he will bounce back? Yes. Or do you think playing on the road again might cause another lackluster performance?
0: No. I think he rallies. I think he's got too much talent to have two shitty games like that in a row.
1: I think he'll rally by giving up about three goals. Okay. But the Rangers' defense, especially against the Crosby line, has been so awful that I feel like both goalies have been kind of just been hung out to dry for most of these goals. Because if you actually watch those games – there's a lot of odd man rushes all the time. Yes, these teams defensively are not very disciplined.
0: No, they're they're letting them have too many easy chances.
1: So uh, I'm gonna go with the over.
0: Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the compliment. Okay, um, hey, it's about that time, buddy. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right. Give me, give me, give me, uh, Colorado Nashville. Colorado closes it out. You like the Rangers and the uh, Florida Washington? Who wins?
1: Uh, Florida, Washington. I'm going with Florida. Okay, thank you. But they lost six to one last game, so I don't know.
0: Okay, Calgary, uh, Calgary, Dallas.
1: I'm going with the under. Okay. All the right. g- game only went over because of an empty netter with point one. Right. They've been very low scoring games. I'll take the under.
0: All right, very solid. All right, my friend, it is time. We talked a little bit about our uh, uh, Golden State going out there and standing on their head on uh, uh, Friday night, kind of, or Saturday rather, kind of cost us the. Uh, kind of costs us the farm, but it's ready to get rocking and rolling here. Let's do it, buddy. It's Monday. It's time to put on your good Monday overalls. Get out that straw hat. Strap it on your head. Climb aboard your John Deere. And, uh, yeah, get ready, kids, because it is time once again to bet the farm. All right, brother. Um, there it is. Good afternoon, everybody. All right, so, ma'am, <laughs> it's a nice, it's the nice farm setup. So, Scott, we've talked about this. Um, it was brought up literally the first play that was brought up in the last show that I did with Chris, <clears throat> and I said, "Well, we may, uh, we may talk about that a little bit later." And here it is, folks. The bet the farm play is going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers on the run line minus the one-and-a-half, and why would we make such a play, you might ask? Well, Dodgers are playing really good baseball. By the way, the juice on this is about minus 137, even minus 140 now. Do not let that fear you. Do not be afraid of that number. That's uh, It's fine. If you want to play the alternative run line on this, get some positive money. I don't even hate that because the Dodgers, they have won uh, their last six games by at least three runs. So if you want to delay two-and-a-half, That wouldn't be the end of the world either, but we're not trying to get out over our skis here too much. We're trying to get a win, and that's why we're just going to take the regular run line. But uh, uh, Jose Urias is pitching for Los Angeles. His last four starts have been outstanding. 22 innings pitched and just two runs. Jose Quintana is going for a Pittsburgh, and uh, the Dodgers batters, well, they've seen him quite a bit, and they've hit him quite a bit as they have a 4.07 on-base percentage in a 101 career, a hundred and one career uh, plate appearances against him. And finally, the Dodgers, well, they play pretty well there by the Three Rivers because they are 12-2 and two in the last 14 meetings in Pittsburgh. We like the Dodgers quite a bit here to continue to roll. They've been playing very good baseball, and I don't think anything slows them down tonight. So give us the Los Angeles Dodgers on the run line. Minus one and a half at minus 137. That's going to do it for Bet the Farm. Scott, any
1: thoughts? The Pirates lost a series to the Reds. Do we need to say more?
0: Scandalous. Scandalous. Do we need
1: to say more? That's it. They blown out in two separate games. Yep. Against the Reds.
0: NL Central, worst division in baseball, and it's not even close.
1: Yeah. But the Brewers are pretty good.
0: Brewers are pretty good. Uh, Cardinals are pretty good. And that's it.
1: Yep. Which we knew going in.
0: That's exactly right. So... Guys, uh, that's going to do it for Bet the Farm. That's going to do it for our show for this very fine Monday. Looks like the rain's finally gone. Much of America should have a beautiful day. Hope you guys enjoy it. Get out there have some fun. And, uh, you know, you get a little vitamin D in your system. It's not going to be the end of the world. It won't kill you. Get out, of here. get out of there. Have you been out of your house yet, Scott? I have. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, you guys uh, have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We do this every day. Make sure you check out uh, Chris and I at 2 p.m. doing just parlays and then 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central as we do this each and every day. Scott and I will put on our fancy hats and do our very best to help you guys in that never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.